How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim where we're talking Disney and Pixar's Luca. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And in this bonus episode, we are going to discuss Disney Pixar's latest film, Luca. So, Luca is an animated story of friendship set in a seaside town of the Italian Riviera, where two teenage sea monsters experience one life-changing summer filled with gelato, pasta, and Vespa dreams. Delightful. Delightful indeed. The movie is directed by Enrico Casarossa, who made his directorial debut with the short La Luna, which was beautiful. He also created this story. With the screenplay by Jesse Andrews and Mike Jones. And the movie stars a voice cast of Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer, Maya Rudolph, Jim Gaffigan and Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, a, a nice little, I guess you'd say a cameo. It is a bit of a cameo. Wouldn't you? Yeah, he does inject a quite a bit yeah. of weird fun into this movie, which is great. Yeah. Now, Luca plays to the childhood joy of messing around with friends during summer, and it's just so relatable, isn't yeah. it? It's about friendship, taking leaps, discovering new things, and broadening your experiences yeah. in terms of like there's little headlines there. Who doesn't love that? I, I love it. I love oh, it. I'm yeah. here for it. Like a lot of Pixar films, there's that thematic thread of wanting to belong and accepting each mm. other's differences. But I was disappointed it didn't dive as deep into them as other Pixar films. Thank you. Do we want to talk about that? Everyone just sort of shrugs, mm. don't they? Oh, well. I think there was definitely untapped territory in the mythology and context of the world building. Right. About the sea monsters, wouldn't you agree? 
yeah. uh, who they are and I don't think it was ever True. explored properly. Yeah, okay. And I was left uh, wondering why they didn't take us there, even through a simple prologue at the beginning or let's say, for example, if Luca was attending a school, mm. uh, maybe it could have been covered off by a history lesson that the teacher tells them and then you tick, you, you set up the context of who these people mm. are and then ultimately the relationship with the uh, Italian Riviera town. I did get some Little Mermaid vibes from the story though. You know, there was that mm. whole wanting to be a part of the human world. Luca wants to see what's above the surface. Yeah. No, there are definitely synergies there with the Little Mermaid. That's very true. And talking about the missing depth, mm. Alberto, who is Luca's – you know, wild and free friend, yeah. the older friend that you have that you look up to. Yeah. His father is missing in mm-hmm. this film, right? Mm-hmm. And it's an emotional arc that was never fully developed, I yeah. think. And, you know, why was he missing? They never really explored that. And I thought, oh, well, maybe because it's a real kids film, but Disney mm. and Pixar films don't usually shy away from death or sadness or yeah. if that's what even happened. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, you only have to refer to Onward, which came out in 2020, which was yeah. another Disney Pixar movie. And the story was based around them having one more moment with their father who had passed mm. away. And they went to really beautiful, uh, deep places with that, with those characters mm. and that whole situation. And it kind of then left Alberto and his father in this context, in Luca, yeah. really kind of sizzle into nothing and not have any, yeah, like, depth to it i agree yeah. it's a real shame because it's right for drama there there's right for beautiful content and emotion that they yeah. just didn't tap into one thing i really did enjoy though is how we go along for the ride in luca's imagination yes. throughout this film beautiful. you know we, we disappear into his imagination and it's a really nice way of showing us who he is yeah and it also really clearly and imaginatively and enchantingly mm. reminds you that this is a story about children Yep. And I think it's a really it was a really effective way to engage in a younger audience because I feel like this film, Luca, is probably tailored more towards younger kids. Yeah, I'd say the same. It's hard to tell with Pixar movies though, isn't it? Because mm. adults like you and I, there's so much to take out of it. Yeah. But I really do think that this film was more tailored towards children. Yes. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Let's talk about the characters and the voice cast for a mm. second. I was actually surprised there weren't more Italian actors included, considering the direction that a lot of Pixar Mm. movies and Disney movies are taking at the moment with authenticity. Mm -hmm. I was really surprised. I mean, I love Maya Rudolph. She's delightful. Love her in everything. Mm. Jim Gaffigan's pretty cool too. He's a great voice actor. And, you know, all of the kids as well, Jacob Tremblay, Jack Dylan Grazer and Emma Berman, all fit their voice roles really well. Mm. I was just really surprised that there weren't more Italian voice actors. I'm going to not say surprised. I'm going to say disappointed. Okay. It was probably the thing that upset me most about this movie. Right. Is that they chose to cast American voices that were set on an Italian coastal town. Yeah. It was really, really upsetting. Of course, oh. they all the background kid voices were, were apparently recorded by local Italian children. Yeah, so. I was going to say that as well. So why do that and not well, go the full hog? This is where that authenticity kind of comes into play here. And it stands out like a sore thumb that it is not authentic. Mm. They spend all this time talking about the love of pasta and, you know, the Vesper is this beautiful visual motif that represents escapism and freedom and like you know, taking chances and it's this beautiful thing that runs. It's like this red thread that runs through. You have gelato in there. You know, they pronounce uh, Italian names mm. uh, with an Italian accent and expressions and, and places, but they're coming from American voices and I was just really, really kind of annoyed. 
I was actually talking to our wonderful podcast coordinator this week, uh, yeah. Tessa D'Alfonso, who, uh-huh. as you can tell by the name, yeah. comes from an Italian family. And I was really interested to hear her point of view in whether the characters were cliched or mm. not. Mm. You know, I can't, I'm not an expert on on Italian culture, but to me it came across as quite cartoonish, which I know is ironic to say because this is an animation. But, yeah, very um, caricature-like or or cliched. Which I think was a conscious decision of this film. Mm. It was, you know, we'll talk about the animation in a moment, but it it was very, like, simple, I think, in its story. Mm, And I get what goes hand in hand with that, unfortunately, is sometimes you fall into cliche traps right yeah but But i guess what's interesting to point out is that the director Mm. is italian yes Uh, it's astonishing and you know this based on his childhood largely yeah you know it's taken from beautiful memories and things that he had growing up in italy Mm. and not to compare this film to a live action movie but in the heights like that just shows that the voices of the latinx community Mm. you know their stories to be told and they're front and center and it's really authentic and diverse. Mm. And then you've got this animated film that does so much beautiful convincing of the Italian environment mm. and they're all American voices. So anyway, I've labored that point enough, but I just think that it, mm. it's just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why they did it. I've right. no idea. Okay. But do you think it was maybe in keeping it simple, as you said? I think the story could have been, it would have been rather very, very effective more so and sustained its simplicity if there are Italian voices. Okay. Yeah. Well, one thing that was simple but incredibly effective was the animation, oh, I felt. Yes. The detail is incredible. Mm. You know, little things like the, the waves foaming and receding on the shore, so beautiful. It was the first time Pixar have taken us back into the ocean since Finding Dory in 2016, and it was a really beautiful, like, yes, we're back in the ocean because Pixar do that so well. It's really beautiful. I agree that yeah, the oh yeah, the waves on the shore. I'm just I'm just like closing my eyes and like yeah, the animation is fantastic. It. And yeah. there's nods to retro animation too because this is set in the 50s and 60s. I don't know if we mentioned that. No, we didn't, but it is yeah. So there is a very retro vibe to the whole film. Mm, mm. And there's one scene in particular when Luca comes off his bike and he's got fish swimming around his head, and that's a nod to that sort of old style animation yeah. when uh, you know like Tweety Bird or something comes. Yeah. Crashing down and he's yeah. got little birds. Oh, I love that. Head. That's a cute little nod. Yeah. I really adore the character design in this film. They mm. had really playful aesthetics, uh, bold features, so they were very identifiable. Alberto's hair, yeah. uh, what they describe Luca's uh, fringe thing as like a croissant. They called it like his mm. croissant, the filmmakers, which was really yeah. cute. And Julia was like shaped like a triangle. Yeah. yeah. Really, really cute. And I felt like the, the mouths were very different in terms of how they moved and how they spoke mm. it compared to other Pixar movies, it kind of felt like a Wallace and Gromit movie. You know, yes, lots with of the teeth. teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was kind of, I felt nostalgic mm. with that animation choice as well. And I thought it was quite unique for a Pixar movie to do that. I did wonder in, you know, taking in the overall simple and understated aesthetic, whether mm. this film had a lower budget than other Pixar films. I don't think it had a lower budget. It's an interesting thing to point out, mm. but they seem to spare no expense in bringing the story to life. Okay. It was, I guess, it was very contained. It only took place in arguably two locations, under the water and then on the in, mm. in the Porto Rosso town. So maybe there were cost efficiencies there where they weren't taking you all around Italy and mm. there were, weren't heaps of characters. So it's an interesting thing to pull mm. out. 
It just was very simplistic in all mm. aspects of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Intentionally so Intentionally. in a lot of places, yeah. yeah. And we mentioned the retro vibe to this whole film, but that is really evident in the music too, mm. isn't it? it as yeah. we said, it's set in the 1950s and 60s, so the, the music and the whole film really is heavily inspired by the Italian golden age of uh, cinema yeah. and music. But it's not historically accurate. So it's not songs taken from that era. It's more that Dan Romer, the composer, mm. composed original works that sort of nod to the era rather than pulled directly from them. I think just like with any Pixar movie, the music in this film really enhanced the story. Yeah, And, completely. you know, there were there were nods what you heard the accordion flavors of the accordion in and out of his score, which was – it mm. kind of, yeah, positioned you there. Like not only did they convince you very strongly that you're on the Italian coast. Yeah. Uh, but the music just re-established that and kept you there, kept you in that world. And again, that whimsical vibe mm. of just like, you know, playing and building carts and or a Vespa in yeah. this instance and yeah. exploring caves and just having a blast with your, you know, friends. It's yeah. It was a beautiful, you know, coming of age story yeah. in, in essence. Um, and that's, it's yeah, it's challenging to get that right, I think. But when you do, it's really beautiful. I would, Lee, like to just jump back into the character and story space very quickly. I'm, mm. I'm interested in your opinion on these two things. So I'm going to mm. start with the mother. So Luca's mother is so adamant that he does not go anywhere near the surface, right? That's mm. a huge thing that sets up the movie. But again, like, I don't know. Do you think that was explained or explored fully? Did you understand no. why? Uh, yeah, okay. I think that part of it was that you never saw a proper conversation that she had with Luca to explain and there in line, his inquisitive nature to go and mm. like rebel as a young teenager. Mm. But again, I felt like the story just kind of lacked in really explaining shit, mm-hmm. uh, which was a shame. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. Yeah. Mm. Could have gone deeper. Yeah. Deeper. Unintended. Yes. <laughs> Damn, you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, and there's one other character that I don't know if this, if you will agree with me. Mm-hmm. But did you think the villain was necessary in this movie? I'll explain. There's sort of two villains, isn't there? The community as a whole. Yeah. And then this douchey guy who kind of lords around the town thinking he's hot shit. Douchey is the perfect way to describe this guy. I found him really annoying. And I love to hate villains. Not formidable? No. Yeah. No, I didn't find him formidable. I had an issue with him being a grown man who tormented children. Yes, okay. With I'm, no one doing anything about it. I'm glad you brought that up because I wondered whether he was a full-grown adult or maybe like a late teen. I couldn't quite figure it out. Well, they kind of make jokes about his poor facial hair, like his moustache and whatever. So <laughs> you might assume that he is, you know, mid to late teens, but I don't think he was. I, d- I think he was just a very sad, mean man. Uh, adult. Yeah. And I actually think if you took him out, it wouldn't make an impact to the story, which begs the question, what was he there for? Mm. I don't think he added a great deal of substance other than just grinding my gears a couple of times throughout the movie because I'm like, you're so mean. It's the children. Why isn't anyone doing anything? (laughs) I can't answer that for you. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, all right. I'll let you off the hook this (laughs) time. Another unanswered question from Luca. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's a few... (laughs) But don't get us chairs. wrong. This is a really, really sweet, enjoyable film. I yeah. want to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, in saying that, do you want to wrap up our review and, yeah. and rate Luca, Lee? Yeah. So Luca, as I said, is delightful, understated, and a beautiful animation that doesn't really explore its themes as well as other Pixar films, but is still heartwarming and extremely joyful to watch. I enjoyed it thoroughly and I recommend diving into this adorable movie with a big bowl of gelato because it will leave you feeling warm and sunny. 
Lovely. I'm going to give it three popcorn kernels. Well, Luca is a sweet coming-of-age film about friendship and discovery. There is no doubt Pixar have once again delivered a visual feast with gorgeous locations, character design full of enchanting imagination. However, the story lacked depth, establishing the context of their world and any sort of foundation or substance to it. It delivered on simple universal themes that are inherent in a coming-of-age story, but what really let it down for me were the unnecessary inclusion of American voices in an Italian setting. I just have to call that out again. So I'm going to rate Luca two and a half popcorn cones. There you go. Luca is available to stream on Disney Plus now at no extra charge, but with a subscription, of course. So check it out. It's it's definitely one to sit down with the kids. I think they'll really enjoy it. Yeah. All right, Lee, that about does it for our bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast, where we review Disney Pixar's latest film, Luca. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Come and join in on the conversation. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Popcorn Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.